Hello, and welcome to Cinema Double Takes, podcast where two movies are paired together in unexpected ways to make some head-turning double features. I'm Ryan. I'm Hunter. And we believe in fitness. <laughs> and we don't stop. Uh, so, yeah, this episode is uh, is actually not that unexpected. It's, it's two movies from the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is... Uh, one of the more expected double features of our uh, of our podcast, but we're talking about Michael Bay. We're we're doing ambulance and pain and gain. Mister Explosion himself. Yep, that's right. The ex- the explosive ex- expert, um, just the wild man. The total bro. Yes, he is the 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 ultimate bro of like the film world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're talking about Michael Bay. Uh, I want to kick this off with uh, with ambulance. Um, I think that's a, it's a good place to start. His most recent movie, released in 2022, um, stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Yahya Abdul-Mateen. Um, hoping I said his last name. I think I said it all right. Um, and uh, like Aza Gonzalez. Um, those are like kind of our three leads. But premise is very straightforward, um, which is actually I, I think a, a good thing for this movie, which is just. You got a bank heist that goes wrong, our leads steal an ambulance, and it's that for two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that is the premise. Um, like, if we go a little deeper, Yahya Abdul and uh, uh, Hall, they are brothers, um, adopted brothers, of course, but they are brothers, and their father was, a, like, a guy who did heists, and you sort of learn that Hall has kind of carried on the criminal ways of their dad while um, our, our main guy, Will, he went out, joined the Marines, joined the Army, and has since come back and is struggling to find work, can barely like afford his insurance, his, his home and everything, and fighting to get this surgery paid for for his wife. And uh, no insurance is taking it. No one wants to work with him. And uh, sort of as a uh, last-ditch effort, pairs up with Hall to do a bank heist that, as I already said, goes horribly wrong. And uh, and they end up stealing an ambulance with a cop that they shot. And uh, and the whole movie is just them trying to evade the cops. It's a five-star wanted level on GTA. (laughs) And that's the movie. Non-stop from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like the first time that I've seen a movie that does, like, this idea. Mm Mm-hmm. But I do think it does it in in a very interesting way. Like you've seen this movie with like my train is stopped and we can't stop the train. Yeah, and unstoppable, that's unstoppable speed. speed. Yeah, like yeah. so many movies followed this formula. But like I did feel like something was unique about this and special. I can tell you what it was. The way it was filmed. Michael Bay. Like Michael fucking Bay is the reason why this movie is special. Um, oh man, I've I've been itching to to watch this movie again um wanted to talk about it and yes the way it is filmed like it it comes down to michael bay's direction but man this movie's got the most exciting cinematography that i saw all year in in 2022 like i won't say it has the best there are some prettier movies you know you could say but like holy shit that drone camera work yeah, dude, Just like, rules. like, the drones coming down from the building, it looks so fucking sick. Oh, yeah. And it feels like you're, like, the the one note that I describe this as is it felt like you're watching, like, something on X Games. Like, it felt oh, yeah. like... It's an adrenaline rush. Like, Ken Block, uh, like, just died recently, but he mm-hmm. had, like, all these Drift Kana, like, these Jim Kana Drift videos. Mm-hmm. 
and they were filmed almost exactly like this to give you a better visual of what's happening. And yeah. this this felt like I was watching a pro driver. Yeah, like this actually has like the most like high octane energy, not just to its narrative, but its filmmaking. Like, yeah. You have yeah, these drones that are zipping up buildings, going back down, going underneath cop cars as they're rolling over. Uh-huh. Like just it is such like gung-ho action filmmaking in a way that is so exhilarating to watch and this is where the conversation where where i wanted to talk about michael bay and why i think he's an interesting filmmaker is that like very few filmmakers in his genre like especially in like the action industry are as willing as he is to get like their hands dirty he is often a camera operator like he will run around carrying around cameras um i know that like with the drones and this like he wasn't doing it um but just his insistence on like i want to use like cutting edge technology what's something that's like new and exciting that we can utilize how can i get in there you know what what thing can i drive what thing can i operate while we're doing this and i think it makes for consistently energetic movies you don't have to love everything he does for sure by any means but i think that like i don't know you can tell when a michael bay movie is a michael bay movie because it just goes hard. <laughs> like, yeah, like when shit thing. hits the fan, shit hits the fan. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he doesn't hold back in this movie. Um, one thing that, that makes me excited to talk about, like, Ambulance on a technical level is, like, some of the drone stuff, which the, the guy that they brought on was a 19-year-old. It was a 19-year-old world-class uh, F- FPV drone racer. Um, so a first-person view drone racer. So he's wearing, like, just, like, a first-person headset. Um, like a VR headset as he's flying these drones around to get all these shots. And they just kept referring to him as the kid, apparently. But, like, <laughs> he was, like, the one guy. half of the cinematography team yeah. was this, like, 19-year-old kid just whipping drones around everywhere. And, damn, he, get, yeah. he gets some cool shots. Because I did read that, like, Michael Bay basically told him, like, you have one fucking shot to uh-huh. get this drone underneath the car before it blows up so Mm -hmm. don't fucking miss it yeah and he does some cool shit with that drone like the drone flies into an explosion at one yeah there's a moment where there's just gunfire and explosions and it literally like zooms through like a snap yeah (laughs) um it's so cool um and just gets some fun angles early on even before like the chase really gets going like a shot that is like really noticeable to me is uh, the drone riding across the ceiling in the bank. Yeah, like, yeah, It just yeah. runs across the ceiling, and you get, like, the full view of everything. Um, it's very unique. Yeah. Yeah, it Like, has... you never get angles like that in no. movies. And and that's, like, a thing where, like, credit to Michael Bay, I guarantee you, like, like people shit on him all the time, but I guarantee you, and we've already seen it, it happened with a movie that came out at the same time, but I, I saw clips, and it's a, to a much lesser effect. But, like like the gray man did this but just okay. more action movies and more movies i i guarantee it will start using drones like maybe not as excessive as michael bay because no one is ex- as excessive yeah. as michael bay but i i guarantee you like these like fpv drones and these like high speed drone drone racers will probably start being utilized more for movies um i actually uh, heard a thing where someone like talked about how like these are perfect for Spider-Man. And like, yeah. if you made a Spider-Man movie with some of these high-speed drones, you could get some of the coolest shots. Insane web slinging. I mean, like, insane. It, like, like it, today's 
day like it'd probably just still be like we're just gonna do a digital city and a digital spider-man but like it'd be so easy to get some crazy ass shots of these fast drones yeah. zipping around and then in post spider-man and it would look cool as hell but like i bet you tons of movies are gonna start using them like because the guy is really obsessed with like just craft like like he is like, i think we think of him as like yeah just demolitions he just blows shit up but He's more than that, you know, and, and that's why I wanted to talk about these. Well, we'll get into pain and gain, because pain and gain will be an interesting one. For um, sure. But in general, though, I think that he's someone who is really passionate about making something visually exciting. <laughs> yeah, I think I think usually Michael Bay's downfalls are when it comes to, like, plot beats mm-hmm. to narrative structure in a movie, mm-hmm. where this movie kind of throws those to the wayside like there is a lot of emotionally like great moments in this movie do not get me wrong yeah but like they're stitched together with an insane amount of action oh yeah and also i i think without jake gyllenhaal oh he's awesome i i don't know if i would like this one as much like he he absolutely kills it it's weird to me that he signed on to do this even remotely it's not weird to me at all really oh yeah no because i mean I feel like people don't like to associate Michael Bay this way, but he's one of the most exciting directors we have working. Like, he has a very distinct style and vision. Have you ever watched an action movie and thought, this looks like a Michael Bay movie? Yeah, for sure. Why did you think Michael Bay? Explosions. It's because Michael Bay has a distinct flair. Like, there is a look. Sure, explosions. You know, but like... Like, he has a distinct style. It's it's no different than when we say that the Paddington movies look like Wes Anderson. Yeah. It's not just because it's quirky. You know, like, sure, there's quirk, but, like, there's specific stylistic flair. Like, oh, yeah, like, if we just called Wes Anderson the guy who uses miniatures. He does a lot of, like, he <laughs> does know? a lot of, like, slow-mo. He oh, does yeah. a lot of... Slow-mo, oversaturated, oversaturated colors. Yeah. Yes, explosions, lots of explosions. It is a staple of Michael Bay movies, and I look forward to it every time. But uh, blowing up fruit stands. Yeah. Fruit stands <laughs> get, get blown up in, like, every movie. The ambulance in particular has, like, three three to four fruit stands that blow yeah, up. Yeah, they go through a lot. They go through plenty of fruit stands, and it looks great. Um, but, like, just oversaturated colors. Like, yes, he does, like, hire attractive actors. For sure. Um, like, but he just has a very distinct flair. And you can say, and, and it's, it's not wrong that they look like commercials you know (laughs) like his movies his style is very like commercial you know like very music video like like just extravagant it's so clean cut Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah but yet like you know i think that it's distinct where we see it and it's like that looks like something from michael bay or it looks like it's trying to be like michael bay and it's because he is a distinctive filmmaker. I can watch a movie and say that, that looks like, you know, you're definitely trying to riff off Wes Anderson or it looks like you're trying to make something that looks like a Fincher film. Yeah. We see things and say they look like Michael Bay and like even if you mean it as a criticism as a shit on it, yeah. It still states that he's an interesting filmmaker. Like he's got a very distinct style. He's a auteur. Like like you know, I don't think we like to brand him that way, but he is. He's a bro, but he's a bro yeah, tour. I mean, he does visually have his signatures. I will give him that he, for sure. More than even visuals. Because, like, sure, you got, like, the American flags, but, like, he loves anyone in, like, industries of, like, like he likes people in the army, anyone who is, like, like, putting their life on the line. If it's an EMT, if it's a firefighter, hero worship. 
You know, he really respects those people. Um, we'll get into pain and game, but he hates everyone else. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, like his his humor is juvenile, often mean spirited. Um, you do have the the worship of like you know people in industries of uh, like, like like that involve helping others. Um, so like like those are specific things that he glorifies and shows off. Um, sexism, For you know, blatant. Yeah, but that like an auteur, you're getting a glimpse into his mind. Like yeah. like like I think Michael Bay is very open about showing his perspective whether you like it or not <laughs> like, yeah. like that's the thing that like i just think that you know like you get a good glimpse as to who he is and the things he values and the things he doesn't through his movies through his art um and he's like the ultimate frat bro movie guy but yet like it's kind of fascinating that we have someone that is that like like i really do think that yeah. it's interesting that we have someone that can do that because He's not a shitty filmmaker. I think he's a master of his craft. Steven Spielberg doesn't refer to him as a genius by accident. <laughs> like, I, I mean this. No, I yeah. understand. Yeah. Like, I and, and I just didn't expect you to have such a Michael Bay, like, boner right now. Like, oh, yeah. I, I didn't expect it. Yeah. Mm. Man, I uh, I get excited for everything he does. I've That's, uh, that's pure insanity to me. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I in no way hate Michael Bay. But, like, when this came out, I pretty much wrote it off because he had made it. You see, like, I was, like, you know, I remember when the previews came out. I'm seeing it, thinking, like, okay, this looks like an action movie. Jake Gyllenhaal, cool. And then Michael Bay's name came up, and I'm like, I'm seeing it. Like, like that was... That's pure insanity to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I find him an absolutely fascinating filmmaker. I don't think everything he does is brilliant, but he's interesting. I, I find, like, you know, like, okay, Russo Brothers, for example, like they just do copy and paste bullshit like like they're contract directors they on big scale but like you know the avengers movies like they're definitely adhering to a formula there's nothing about that that gives them an identity everything michael bay touches feels like a michael bay project and i think he does it with such grandiose intensity that i'm always on board with whatever he's got coming up and i think ambulance delivered wonderfully for me i think this movie is just such an exhilarating ride also here's the other part that i think is cool to talk about with michael bay i found out when this movie was filmed um because i was totally under the impression for the longest time that like every movie that has come out in recent years it was delayed for the pandemic okay this was filmed in 2020 this was michael bay's pandemic movie so while other directors were like i want to make a movie during the pandemic i'm gonna make like you know like fucking malcolm and marie like two actors who are chilling in one house for sure yeah no, like he still is gonna have three actors chilling in one space but it's gonna be in a high speed ambulance <laughs> jesus christ that's fucking awesome yeah that is pretty like, cool like that's pretty cool like, like this was his pandemic movie where he was like i'm bored i need to do something i need to get out and film something i'm gonna make michael bay's tour of la and uh and he, he did it he did it like, he like, did it um, but like this was his pandemic film. He he made it during the pandemic. Had a small cast and crew. Had a couple actors signed on. Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, being excited to work with one of the biggest filmmakers in Hollywood, joined on. Also gives him an excuse to completely go off kilter 
Because Jake Gyllenhaal screaming through this whole damn movie. No, 100%. He's the biggest asshole character I've ever seen him portray in any of the movies. And he's so funny. And he's so good at it. He's so, he's so like, like just right off the bat, he's screaming at everyone before he even gets into, like, the heist mode. Yep. You know, shouting at everyone. Uh, he's got some great lines. Um, the one, cashmere line? It's cashmere! It's cashmere! That's got... great. Um, yeah. One of my favorite lines is uh, when they take the ambulance and he's talking to... Um, talking to uh, Aza, uh Gonzalez's character and he keeps calling her Cameron he's like Cameron like you know like sit down like it's gonna be fine and she's like it's Cam and he's like oh that's funny my name's Daniel but I go by Danny who gives, who a, gives fuck? a fuck yeah like, it's so good like like just so much energy in his performance it's, it's the thing is for me he was often this, a camera operator too this like, could have been bad yeah, oh yeah like this movie to me screams awful <laughs> but it actually it pulled it through like Within 30 minutes of me watching it, mm-hmm. I was like, how the fuck is this going to be an hour and 30 more minutes of this? Like, I, I was truly, like, really trying to break it down in my mind on yeah. how I was going to be entertained for that long. The movie's exhilarating. And then it kept it going for the entire time. Like, yeah. They, they had one of the best, like, video stream calls I've ever seen portrayed in a movie. Okay, yeah, that surgery sequence is fantastic. It's ludicrous. It's but the it best is use. So much fun. It's the best use of a video call that I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't feel forced, it feels no. necessary yeah. for once. Oh, yeah, going back and forth between, like, doctors that are hanging out, like, either, like, at home or on, like, the, the, you the know, golf, like, golf course. course. They're hanging out there and they're, like, walking them through cutting this guy open in an ambulance that's going absurdly Pulling fast. a bullet out of his spleen. Out of his spleen that ruptures <laughs> and they're cutting off like blood flow with a hair clip. Yeah. And, and the guy wakes up in the middle of it and they punch him. And they him knock him out. Like just, it is so exhilarating to watch from start to finish. And uh, yeah, I, I think this movie is just a fucking blast. Yeah, it's it's one of the most unique things I've ever watched in my entire <laughs> life. Like, yeah. I, it's hard to put into words what I experienced because like you said it is high octane yeah but there is so many emotional beats that are actually well put together yeah pretty effective and I do like the way how like at the beginning of this movie they intertwine the stories together mm-hmm. uh, it does start a little abrupt that might be the only thing about this one is like no, they're I- saving the delivery on how the plot yeah. points mix I will say for longer. I think the weakest part of the movie is its beginning. Yeah, um, like before the heist, as everything's kind of building up, on a couple levels, because like that's where it, it's just got the clunkiest way it kind of comes together. Once it comes together, I don't give a shit. Yeah, once you it know, comes like, together, it's great. Yeah, uh, but like even like off the bat, like his phone call with the insurance company, yeah, is so stupidly over the top <laughs> you know like i get that talking to insurance can suck but like you know like it's like the like a cartoon character he's talking to what's your name supervisor number 12 like like okay like like no one would call themselves that yeah or then follow up with like listen i really need help with the surgery. i gotta go have my lunch break he's like wait your lunch can wait like no no service no operator. no nobody does that if you work at a call center yeah if you're working at a call center like no no person in the customer service world is going to just dip out and be like yeah, i gotta go to lunch if you're on a phone call and it's the end of your shift you still have to finish the phone call. oh yeah you know those it's, calls you always hear they're, they're like you know your call is being recorded like you know like someone's gonna listen in on that recording and like fire that person immediately yeah but like like that was kind of ridiculous it definitely because the movie isn't like michael bay loves his product placement but the product placement he like packed it in real tight 
in like the first like few minutes. You got Jake Gyllenhaal talking about how cool his Keurig is and how yeah. it makes good coffee. Um, like it, it's just kind of kind of funny, but you know, I think once it actually gets going, because I think it just has like the most like kind of clunky setup. Like, it is a, it is a hard opening, mm-hmm. but it sets the like it at least sets the the plan in motion. Yeah. And then it fixes it later. Yeah, so it, well, it makes up for a lot of it later down the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe not until the full ending of the movie does it yeah. resolve itself. But it is a very harsh and yeah, abrasive it, opening. It pulls a little bit of the, uh, you know, like the, the big cliche of like, you know, the only one who can do this is you. Like, like Jake Gyllenhaal hasn't been planning this and didn't yeah. have a driver plan. Like, like, come on, man, you're the only one I can have for this job. Like, he like just decided to. He show up showed and up. What are you yeah, talking like, about? Like, like, I can't do this without you. It's like, well, like you didn't say this earlier. Like, yeah, like, you know, like that's very convenient. Like um, I know that he had been contacting him, where at least yeah. they briefly mentioned that his brother called him. Uh huh. So maybe he was trying to get in touch trying with to him push to do him, this. Yeah. But also, like, that's giving Michael it's, Bay it's a lot clunky. of credit. Yeah. Yeah, it's clunky, but once it gets going. I mean, it's just a ride. And, you know, I do have to say, too, and this will be fun as we get into, when we get into Pain and Game, but, like, this is probably, like, Michael Bay's most mature film, which 100%. isn't saying much, you know, because, like, he's he's very juvenile. But, like, like, Aza Gonzalez, her character, Cam, there are no shots that are, like, flaunting her body, even though she's gorgeous. 100%. Like, like, you know, even I heard people criticize, and I don't think it's fair, because, like, I actually think she does a really good job. But, like, people are like, oh, of course, Michael Bay going to have, like, the hottest, like, EMT on the planet, <laughs> you know, inside this ambulance. But, like... She, she's great! She plays it completely straight, completely serious, um, and she's really good in it. I, I think, like, she adds in, like, a nice anchor of sort of like a, a calm stoicism while you have like the frantic Gyllenhaal and, yeah. and Yaya there like the, the two of them are just completely like off the rails G- Gyllenhaal like Jake is straight up unhinged and, from start and, to and finish and it's wonderful and yeah. like he can play a straight man in the beginning when he's like in the bank sequence he, then, he, he plays that so well but like once he flips the switch, it doesn't turn off the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah, no. He's screaming the whole time. It's great. Um, he, uh, yeah, it's Jake Gyllenhaal dialed up to 11. Um, I loved it. Yeah. And uh, so another piece of trivia about this movie. The uh, the L.A. River sequence was not in the script, and they were barely even able to shoot it. Um, <laughs> like... It was like part of it was like Michael Bay's tour of LA, and he's like, I want to try to get LA more incorporated. But literally, like last minute, they got like a phone call, and they're like, "You can shoot in the LA River." And that sequence that happens in that in that moment, they shot it over the course of two and a half hours. It took two and a half hours to shoot that LA River sequence, and like Jake Gyllenhaal didn't have a stunt double, so he's hanging out the side of this window. They it's like just had no time to get it done. They're like, "We're gonna get down here. We got like like." three hours to ha- make this happen and it's like one of the best sequences what in the, movie. the fuck dude it rules it this does movie is rule. awesome it like, does rule it, it's such a kick-ass movie I'm, I'm so happy you enjoyed it because i was like partly thinking that maybe you would be like no oh, this is i'm gonna be honest with you. i thought i was gonna hate it i genuinely yeah. like <laughs> not to spoil what's uh, to proceed but after watching pain again i was uh-huh. like 
Well, that just uh, gave me a little dose of uh, Michael Bay. Let's uh, tap into this one. Mm-hmm. And I waited a day to kind of palate cleanse myself. Yeah. And once I once I jumped in, I was like, this is am good. I about to like a Michael Bay movie? Yeah. And I did. Yeah, this, this movie like, is awesome. It not, only, not only is it high octane and so fun, but like the ending actually like made me feel something watching yeah. these two brothers basically lying there to, Mm-hmm. Staring at each other in the face, cut with a little bit of like a, yeah. a spaghetti western of showing these two little boys, yeah, playing cops, playing and, robbers. cops and robbers, yeah, yeah, it's it's so good, it's good, yeah, yeah. The movie, the movie's awesome. And going back to kind of like mature Michael Bay, it doesn't sexualize our female lead yeah. in any way. We have a gay character that is just he's just a, he's gay, just character. a gay character but yeah, like it, it doesn't make a joke of him. It like you know you're introduced to him in couples therapy and it doesn't do anything to sort of be like oh that, you know look that might out. be the most shocking part of the entire movie when mm-hmm. they were in the therapy room i was like am i still watching a michael bay movie yeah yeah like it, it's really crazy like just how like you know he's like no he made a character that isn't played for laughs he's actually a pivotal character yeah. in the movie it, it doesn't treat him as a joke because like oh you know he's gay like he didn't like show up and just start hitting on like the lead cop yeah you know um like they, they're being very serious they're working through this it, it has some goofy michael bay shit with the, the his the big ass dog in the car yeah. that took a shit um which is michael bay's real dog really yeah so it's like yeah like this was michael bay's like covid movie it, like <laughs> so he's just like i'm getting my dog we're gonna <laughs> Getting the group together. It's like um, the most Michael Bay dog of all time. Oh, yeah. And, and the dog's name is Nitro Zeus. That's the dog's real name, and they call him Shut Nitro the in the movie. Shut the fuck up, dude. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Michael Bay. Yeah. He, he is the, the broiest of filmmakers, and I love that he exists. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, like, just stopping an entire serious police chase because there's a dog in the back of a cop car is hilarious to me yeah um like it's just like there's there's a there's a lot of this movie that you have to like take away your oh yes your your disbelief the entire time because like how do they not run out of gas how do they not run out of gas it's (laughs) like the first that's the first plot hole in the entire movie how does jake gyllenhaal never run out of like ammo because he's basically shooting at people like consistently yeah oh yeah um I don't, there's a there's a lot to be said about mm-hmm. whether or not this could happen, but it's like John Wick. I don't fucking oh, yeah. care. You don't care. I yeah. do not fucking care. It was insane. It was a wild ride, and yeah. I I actually I really liked it. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. But yeah, no, I, I just love that it was it was his pandemic film. You know, he gets his dog involved. <laughs> he uh, tried to give his dog a hero shot moment yeah. at one point. Um, yeah, like, and, and just how kind of off the cuff everything was. They uh, they had to, the, the ambulance, especially in scenes where they were really, like, in it, because I saw the set, um, they had, like, a couple ambulance sets where it's just, like, the characters inside a, a set ambulance with no back okay. wall, and they'd have the camera. But there are times where they have to drive it, um, and the actors have to be in it, and they can't have stunt drivers. And in that moment, like, the actors had to be the camera operators because there wasn't enough room to put anyone else in so Jake Gyllenhaal's throwing the camera at people and spinning around and then passing it to you know the other person in the in the car to do the scene Jesus Christ yeah it's just the movie's so gung-ho we didn't even talk about like one of the craziest sequences where they're just like beating the shit out of each other oh yeah they have a brotherly a brotherly fight 
the middle of the ambulance. It's great. The other thing we haven't talked about is the, the, the wonderful sailing. The sailing song? Yeah, God damn, the, the, the did that fucking come out of nowhere? <laughs> and it's great. It's great. Yeah, it's such a great sequence. Um, yeah, yeah. This movie is just badass. It's like, just a fun time. Oh, like, yeah. that's, I mean, realistically, that's the best thing to say about a Michael movie I've ever, Michael Bay movie ever. It's like, yeah. I just had a really fun time. It, yeah. I, I didn't have to think for fucking two hours. It was just nonstop fun. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it's it's constantly fun. I think, you know, some people, like, you know, have said it's too long. I actually don't mind the length. I, I think the ride, I'm in it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't think it was too long either. Yeah, I, I was I was in it for the ride, and uh, it paid off this... Uh, this movie's got a nice energetic score too. Yeah. Um, like like the the score is thumping, like just keeps the momentum. The whole thing, like it's a great time. <laughs> no, it yeah. it it is a pretty good movie. I, I kind of am mad that I didn't see this in theaters. It's a good theater. Because I, experience. I think it would have been a good experience in yeah. theaters. I mean, I saw it in theaters and I still wish like it wasn't even playing in IMAX where we are, but yet I wish I could have seen the yeah. IMAX version. I still am happy I saw it in a theater, but like, yeah, I would have absolutely like loved the IMAX experience because um, it it just goes for it um, you also get another Michael Bay signature shot happens in all of his movies I think like literally all of them which is the camera going through a bullet hole yeah um, happens uh, happens even in pain and gain the um, the slow-mo sequence as soon as it happened when she shot him I was mm-hmm. like fucking Michael Bay like this is like the most <laughs> Michael Bay shot you could get yeah well you know he loves the- his slow-mo oh yeah yeah, absolutely. He he does, um, and uh, he utilizes a like a lot of slow mo and painting. And painting is so much. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's Michael Bay's most mature effort. I, I think it's one of his most simple premises, and, and I think it works wonders. You got a bonkers Jake Gyllenhaal performance out of it. It's just, it's a blast. I'm certain there's probably more I could say about this movie that I'm just not quite remembering, but. Like honestly, it's it's great uh, for a pandemic made film. That's also bonkers to me. I totally thought yeah, it was that just like delayed insane. due to the pandemic. No, <laughs> it, it, it makes it. sense though with how limited the cast was. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of easy to make a lot of these shots because most of the bank rob, like the bank robbers, are going to have mm-hmm. to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works out really well. And uh, he hired real police officers for a lot of those sequences. Um, which is cool, but yeah, I think they they made the the police force pretty intimidating. Like like yeah yeah I uh, I'm a big fan. Um, we ready for ratings? Yeah, what do you give it? Eight out of ten. All right, I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, it was a seven. Okay, you bumped it up. <laughs> yeah, a rewatch made it an eight for me. Okay. Um. Yeah, I because uh, like for me the the thing that like I had it at like a seven was like there's some silly and stupid shit in this movie. Yeah. Um. I watched it again. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, like that. <laughs> that was my experience. That kind of added to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like on a rewatch, I'm like, no, this movie's a blast. Uh, yeah, I'm bumping it up to an yeah. eight. But yeah, eight, eight out of ten. Um, seven from you, which yeah. you know, I, I'm happy. That's you very liked it. high praise for a Michael Bay movie. So yeah, yeah, and uh, and with that, I think we need to get into we need pain to get into pain and gain. Yeah, let's uh, let's do this. Pain and Gain, obviously directed by Michael Bay, came out in 2013. Stars Mark Wahlberg as Danny Lupo, the manager of Sun Jim in the 1980s Miami. Uh, Big-ass bodybuilder, mm-hmm. really down on his luck, thinking 
thinking he deserves more in life, wants to achieve the American dream. Yep. And as he's training these clients, starts to realize that he has a, a pretty wealthy client mm -hmm. that he can put still a lot of money from. Yep. Um, so he, he gets two dudes that he knows. Uh, one works at the gym with him that he had been training for a while. And then you you have The Rock introduced yep. into the film. Shows up. Who is a, a lovable idiot who <laughs> yeah. loves Jesus, but is basically uh, your, uh, what is it, uh, Lenny or, or Mo of a Mice and Men? Like, he's, yeah. he's so fucking stupid. Yeah, he's really dumb. He's, um, yeah. And, and they convince him to help them rob Tony Shalhoub of all people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and what happens next is just pure insanity. They yep. basically keep the guy trapped for like months on end. They mm -hmm. they do every everything in, under the sun to him to get yeah. him to sign over their over all of his rights to his money. They had him like held hostage for like three weeks. Yeah, it, it was yeah. like insane. Um, yeah. After all that time, they they finally get all of his money and decide they need to kill him. Mm -hmm. uh, they attempt to kill him, and because they are so fucking stupid... They fail. They fail. He winds up in a hospital, flipping through a phone book. He, he finds a old private eye, gives him a phone call, and uh, the guy kind of doesn't believe him, and yeah. he's, he's retired at that point, but then he decides to take on the case. Mm -hmm. And what happens next is just them losing everything. Yeah, you just watch them Yeah, have it all, blow it all. Try again. Yep. Fail even harder, and uh, and that is the the cycle of, of their of their criminal ways. This is honestly the most Michael Bay movie ever made. It's intensely Michael Bay, and you know it's funny because we talked about Ambulance and how it's Michael Bay at his most mature. This is Michael Bay at his meanest uh -huh. and like, most hateful, um, his most gratuitous, and I think it might be his magnum opus. <laughs> Um. Yeah, yeah. I uh, a little bit about no, pain and game. No, and, and no, my history. No, with pain and game. Do you not tell me you love this movie? Do you love this movie? Yeah, I think this movie's great. There's no way. Um, so I, I saw this twice in theaters. Okay. Um, Jesus Christ. This rewatch was maybe my fifth time seeing this movie. I think this movie's great. That's insane. I, I think. It is one of the most mean-spirited comedies that it has ever been made. I think it's quintessential Michael Bay. I think it's just such a fascinating film that looks at the mindset of someone who absolutely despises everyone. And uh, and I think it's great. Like, I, I find it... I will say, there are some bits with the humor that do not work. Okay. Like, like there are there are moments of humor in this that like that, that don't work, but there's also plenty like with, with some of the dialogue between these characters that I find genuinely funny. Um, I don't find most of this movie funny, quite honestly. Like yeah. I, I I understand that Michael Bay is leaning into this like mm -hmm. a lot, and I understand the portrayal of these characters yeah. is probably not far off from how these like. Yeah. meatheads were thinking at the time especially mm -hmm. with how juiced up on steroids they were yeah. and how easily impressionable most of them mm -hmm. had become it's like yeah. the leader of the group himself got conned by Johnny Woo of all people yeah um, yeah but like I, I think this movie is, is, is in a weird way almost a 
self-parody of Michael Bay. Um, one thing I didn't call out in the ambulance discussion was how much he references his own movies <laughs> in, in okay, ambulance. Yeah. Um, but in this one, he doesn't reference his own films. But yet, like, it feels like sort of the thing that people criticize him for is, like, exactly what he's just riding high on. And almost kind of letting people know that, like, there is a certain mentality that people associate with Michael Bay that he actually finds pretty repulsive. Um, like, the whole, like, American dream. And, like, Michael Bay movies have American flags everywhere. And I think he is, like, patriotic. But also, people who try to cut corners and are, you know, like, like trying to figure out how they can get rich quick or feel entitled. He hates every single one of them and lets you know repeatedly. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think this movie is, yeah, it's just, it's so, it's just so harsh, um, with how, uh, how it treats everything despite like it plays out like, like a just complete like farcical comedy, which, I think works so well. I, I think uh, his uh, his whole intent on making this a, uh, a film about complete idiots and kind of filming it in a way that depicts how they view their world um, and and getting glimpses into their own little narrations. I like the the multiple narrator that, aspect of it. See, that's the problem. Is like I I think everything in here is done intentionally. Mm -hmm. Like, and I do think that there is some thought behind most of what was done and I, oh, yeah. I i do think it was methodically planned out mm -hmm. but like the stupidity of it all is to play up the characters yeah but it also ruins the movie for me interesting i disagree he hearing like almost everything that comes out of mark Wahlberg's mouth in this movie makes me laugh <laughs> like because like this feels like the role that Wahlberg was born to play which is a ripped dude who is completely out of his depth, who thinks he's smart. Um, and, like, just his constant screw-ups, his, like, intent on leading is always bad. Like, hearing him talk to, like, the way he, like, convinces, like, Dorball, uh, so Anthony uh, Mackie's character, where he's like, you know, like, you can take those plump bitches out to eat. But, like, <laughs> like, you love them, man. You know, and they love to eat, and that's okay. That's healthy. Like... It, it makes me laugh every time. Like, 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 I can't watch him say that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, like, just everything that he says um, is it, so funny to me. See, my thing is, like, watching this, this is maybe the first time that I've seen The Rock star in a movie where he's not so blatantly The Rock. Oh, I think this is his best performance. Yeah, it's kind of odd to me that... I don't like this movie. I want to be very clear. I do not like this movie. But if no. I was going to say one praise about this movie, as I finally felt like The Rock mm -hmm. was not himself in a role. Yeah, he, he's definitely playing a character, and I, I think he's really funny. Um, the Jesus shirts. Yeah, yeah, the Team Jesus. Like, 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 well, and even, like, you know, like, he, uh, so he was a coke addict. Yeah. Who then, like, you know, got saved, became, you know, a Jesus freak, but then becomes addicted to coke again. And is still a Jesus freak. Yeah. But, like, there's just some scenes, like, where he'll say certain lines. Um, like, like Tony Shalhoub, when they when they kidnap him, and he's crying out asking for a drink. And, and The Rock being, like, yeah, like the... Like you said, like the Lenny of, like, of Mice and Men. Yeah. Like, we don't serve spirits here. <laughs> and I'm sober. 
And he's like, oh, you know, like Tony Shalhoub. I'm sober go, too. I'm sober too. And the, the Rock says, oh, praise Jesus. It's so funny. Um, there's also uh, one of my favorite moments is when uh, they're doing the neighborhood watch program. And he's like snoring coke and he's snoring behind coke the back. Coke behind the back, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> like that's the stuff. Um, and, and this comes back to that, like Michael Bay just genuinely like is just repulsed by everyone. Um, like, like he, he he hates just every single person in this movie, including like the rich neighborhood. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like he thinks they're all pathetic too. Um, with them like being like you know uh, like we're gonna have Serena here. Um, be our victim and who wants to be a rapist like every man is jumping yeah. up like shouting out to be a rapist he's like no okay like like trent you and like hey, get you over there sit down like, this is a gang rape she's like, like just the, she, the dialogue in this movie makes me laugh she, like, she brings out like the what are they like the little smokies uh-huh and she's yeah. like eating it in front of him. she's like all you have to do is microwave them isn't that crazy he's like, yeah. look at these small little wieners do you want one and uh-huh. she like feeds it and then you get a cut of the wife yeah, like like slapping him. Yeah, like, like he just he can't stand like, like anyone in this movie. Like like even like at the the Johnny Wu um, presentation, everyone around Mark Wahlberg is also depicted to be just like a complete terrible dumbass. as well. Yeah, yeah, like just so stupid. And then like Mark um, Wahlberg gets pulled to the side at the end because he's like the biggest idiot. Yeah, well, Johnny Wu's like commercial. Like, like, always makes me giggle a little bit too. Like, like the times I've seen it, where like just the first line of dialogue you have is like, "Does your life suck balls?" <laughs> it, it just always strikes me by surprise. I don't know why, because it's just like it's not something it, that you see on a TV infomercial. It's not only that; it's like the actual phrasing itself of like, yeah. "Are you gonna be a doer or a or donter. a don'ter?" It's such a stupid it's so line. Stupid that yeah. like I like. I can see how you might like it. Like, I'm not saying that it's, like, the worst movie ever made, but, like, I I can't. I don't know. Like, there's something about it that, like, especially as the movie progressed, the the little bit of, like, leeway I had giving it, the, mm-hmm. the more it started to grade on me at a certain point. Well, like, I, I think Michael Bay, like, just his insistence on playing this for laughs from start to finish is so so bold because it it does get so dark yeah <laughs> like you know but, but like i it's it it's florida man the movie like, like no 100 percent. um but yeah I, I feel like you got the michael bayisms the use of gangster's paradise jesus christ is great you know like, like, like just these guys thinking like they're straight hustlers even though they're complete idiots you watch them have multiple failed kidnapping attempts uh-huh um that I think Gangster's Paradise is like a great way to kind of depict their mindset, their headspace. Um, I love the score to this movie. Like I legitimately think the score to this movie is awesome. Yeah, I didn't think it was bad. I uh, I, I think that it still also fits with the like you know the the, the tone of this movie is absolutely bonkers because no yeah it feels like a fever dream. Yeah, I mean like and even like the the, the score kind of plays with like this like idyllic sort of a like triumphant sound while these characters are just doing heinous things it's like here's the thing it's like not only just the way it was shot like Mm -hmm. there's like these awkward 
to me, very awkward and weird POV angles that Michael yeah. Bay does throughout the film. So Michael Bay discovered yep. drones with ambulance. Yep. He discovered GoPros. With yeah, he, he installs these GoPros, and you get these like very weird running sequences, very yeah. close in the face of Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. And then like that paired with like the slow mo sequences, almost every fu- like it feels yeah. like it's happening so often mm-hmm. that it's just like flashing you in the face. There's one specifically where Tony Shalhoub gets tasered in the side of his face when he's getting kidnapped and the spit that launches out of his face. Yeah. Like, right out of his mouth. It's so much. Oh, yeah. It's like like a waterfall. Yeah, I know. Like, you almost think that he has a mouthful of water. You're like, what the fuck is happening right now, dude? It's great. And then they just keep tasering him in the dick, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is... It's just so mean-spirited. I just can't... Like, I don't know. It's just so, like... It's so stupid, and I understand it's intentional. Yeah, but it fucking it makes it makes it so hard for me to watch it, dude. Like it's awful. Yeah. I uh, yeah, no, I I I don't disagree. Yeah, no, <laughs> but I, like, but that, you like it for that reason. I like it and for I that reason. Hate it for that yeah, reason. Like, yeah. like I like how just like the, the complete buffoonery on display. The, the way the movie is just so excessive. Uh, you know, like, we talked about, like, how he's excessive with his explosions. He still managed to have an explosion, but this was his, like... This was sort of his indie movie, <laughs> in a way, you know? Um, and uh, and this was a passion project for him. He wanted, really? to, he wanted to make this movie for 20 years. Um, he what? held on to the script for, like, like, two decades, got stuck making Transformers movies. After the third Transformers film, he said, I need to make something small. I'm making the, the script that I've wanted to make, like, my entire career. This was his passion project. Um, no and fucking way. I feel dude. like you can tell. Because, like, like you said, it might be the most Michael Bay thing. No, it, it is. Um, like, Bad Boys 2 is up there. But yeah. I love that this is just untethered to any franchise. You know, because it, it, because Bad Boys Two has you know our heroes destroying shanty towns and you know running through villas you know that innocent yeah. people live in and driving over corpses, uh, like like Bad Boys Two is insane. Yeah, it's fucked but, up too. But like, but like this, this is on one another was level. One where it was just like, nope, I'm going all out. I'm going to take a true story and I'm going to make it a screwball comedy. <laughs> Does even say it is hilarious. To me. It, it's it's like, like a it, it's the most debaucherous movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. and like. There's one scene in this movie that's it fucking blew me away because I had seen this in 2013 and yeah. I and I do think in 2013 when I watched this movie I was probably I'm a, I think I was 17 mm-hmm. right yeah I do think I liked this movie in 2013 okay okay there's a scene towards the very end of this movie where. Dwayne Rock Johnson is cooking hands yeah. in a fucking charcoal grill outside. Turns over his shoulder, sees a hot girl at a security like mm-hmm. office. Yeah, they kind of like nod at each other. Mm-hmm. He turns back, and the fucking f- the camera sh- pauses, like the movie pauses, and it says, "Yeah, this is still a real story." Yeah, right on the screen, and you're just like, "What just fucking happened?" Yeah, this movie <laughs> wants to remind you that all of the awful shit you're watching yeah. really happened, and. Uh, and then continue to make a mockery. Yeah, of it. it's like what um, the fuck. But yeah, yeah, no that 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 scene is bonkers. They really did return a chainsaw with, with human hair. hair in it. That's um, crazy. You know, even just like Mark Wahlberg, it's a piece of China fucking crap. Yeah, like, like just his his dialogue in this movie, his delivery 
always makes like, me laugh. Like, I won't say that I didn't find some of it funny. Like, I'm not... Yeah. There's no way I'm going to say that. I just... It becomes so abrasive at a certain oh, yeah. point that I, I just, like, I can't handle it. Yeah. It, it's not to the same degree of... Uh, what's the other, what's the other like, Florida movie that we watch? Bully. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not to that, that level no. of, like, fucked up, like, I hate these characters. Yeah. But it's, like, to a certain point, everything that is happening... Mm-hmm. Like, Anthony Mackie, I usually like in things, and he is funny in this. Yeah. But even him I start to hate. I ain't making no more tacos. <laughs> I'm gonna put my beef in their tacos. <laughs> <laughs> the entire court secret sequence at the end of the movie where you have Rebel Wilson just like sitting there saying that Anthony Mackie has a micro penis basically. Yeah. And like and he did try like the real guy did try to like have an affair with his paralegal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, like yeah, like, like like there's things that are said like you know the, like, the delivery from Rebel Wilson and that like that probably was how it happened in the yeah, courtroom. Yeah, yeah. But like it there was like part of the even scandalous thing was even during that he was like fingering the paralegal that's insane dude. um yeah like like just it, it's it's such a bonkers story i the whole like kind of you know like, like chasing the american dream but literally like cheating like, yeah like, you know, skipping like a step yeah like just being like i deserve it um while like you know even like uh like tony shalhoub victor kershaw he is an asshole but like the movie makes it clear like he worked hard to get what he got um he might fucking suck now yeah but he does describe how shitty his life was to get to this point yeah he he worked his way to where he was in in, in to a certain degree because you know i think part of the reason why michael bay didn't make his character look all that flattering either is because part of the reason why it took him so long to come to court was because he was dealing with a separate trial involving fraud. No way, dude. So, like, like the guy also was doing some shady stuff with yeah. money. Um, I mean, he was storing money in offshore accounts. Yeah, exactly. So, um, But, like, you know, I, I just think, like, the way it kind of frames the American dream, like, it feels like it was kind of, like, this movie was definitely made for Michael Bay to kind of tackle this subject matter with, like complete irony yet like his he's using his visual style in a way that like is ironic in this circumstance but yet in other films it's not you know um but but his excess is uh really evocative of these characters um i think it works i i think to name off some quotes i remember like one with like America started out just like you know a couple scrawny colonies. Oh my fuck, dude! Buffed up, jacked up country in the world, (laughs) and I think that's pretty rad. You know, like (laughs) even at the end of the movie, he was like, he's like, you know what your problem was? (laughs) You have tiny glutes. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. your quads. Your 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 quads. quads. I had some tiny quads too. We could have got your quads right. Yeah, we could have got them big, man. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) There was a tagline for this movie. I think it's pretty fitting. Like, their American dream is bigger than yours. <laughs> and I think it, it definitely it's pretty fits, apt, the, yeah. it fits the tone of the movie very well. I, I get it. I mean, like, there's a, a film critic that I really love, uh, Mark Kermode. I'd, I'd say he's probably my favorite film critic. Um, despises this movie. Yeah, like, I ab- absolutely hated it. But yet everything that he said about it that he hated 
is why I think it's great. Yeah. Because um, it was just like, this movie is disgusting. It, it, you know, it's amoral. Like, like, like it, it's just absolutely exhausting to watch. And I'm like, yep. I mean, Fantastic. What, what, one of <laughs> my great. notes is literally, this movie feels like an eternity for its two-hour runtime. <laughs> and like, you know... I don't think it's like the worst movie I've ever watched. It's not by far. It's not even the worst movie I watched in the pod. Yeah. But it's just like you know, I'll be I'll be pretty frank with you. I'm not the biggest Dwayne the Rock Johnson fan. I'm not. I'm not the biggest Mark Wahlberg fan. I'm not either. <laughs> and like Anthony Mackie is fine. I like Anthony. Mackie. Yeah, I like yeah. Anthony Mackie enough. But like all three of these guys put together for two. Two hours, sixteen minutes, two hours, mm-hmm. ten minutes, whatever, whatever it actually is, just seriously started to slog so hard <laughs> for me to like. If maybe this was less time, I wouldn't yeah. have like hated it as much. Yeah. But it just began to grate on me and like slowly make me hate every one of them, which I guess could be the point. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, he he hates every single one of them. And one thing that's weird to me is that like I remember a big criticism when the movie came out that I didn't understand then and I don't understand now is anyone who watches this movie and thinks that the movie wants you to like these guys. No, I don't think that because in any like way, yeah, yeah, like like the movie wants you to laugh at them. It yeah. wants you to laugh at them from start to finish. Um, it it thinks they're just absolutely scum. It thinks they suck too. And it also thinks that everyone else in the movie, with exception of Ed Harris as the detective, who is definitely a, like a much needed part of the movie. A saving grace. I I literally wrote that he's a saving grace in this movie. Like, like, because he is like the one bright spot of all of the just complete filth and scum that makes up every other character in this movie. Even, like non-player characters, like you know, like, like just side characters, are still treated like they're the most grotesque, <laughs> nasty For thing. For sure. Ever. Like th- this movie is—I've said it numerous times. It's just—it's very mean. Um, it's a very mean movie. Um, but I also think, going back to that, Michael Bay is an auteur. Like, like this is like Michael Bay, even in his Transformers movies, you see the side of him where he is showing, like just how much lack of respect he has for various people. He doesn't give a shit about people who live in the suburbs. Like basically yeah. just like unless you're in the military or you're you know you're in the 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 like service world of, you know, like helping people, you know, like unless you're in that that industry he fuck off. Th- yeah, he thinks you suck. <laughs> and uh you know, I, I think it's it's interesting to like have a movie that is just all out him. Um, yeah. like even down to the sexism, there's so many gratuitous shots in this, um, and he's owning it. You know? No, one hundred percent. Like the the stripper is only there for eye candy. Yeah, like like her role, and I mean it was a, it was a real person. Yeah, involved. it was a real person. Um, but yeah, like you know the way like she's the way she's depicted. I should. Oh say. Yeah. yeah, they they flaunt her body. Yeah, all over the movie. Um, but yeah, it just sort of feels like this was his his big like. I'm going all out. I'm being as crass as I possibly can. And uh, I don't know. There's something to be said about that. <laughs> I think a filmmaker that's willing to just be like, yep, I'm I'm showing you my heart and how 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 cynical. It's, it's definitely the wildest movie I've ever seen that's presented in this way. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, this formula isn't brand new. Like, I've seen movies that have this same sort of, like, editing style and same sort of, like, tone at least on describing stories yeah 
But like, it's so Michael Bay in every way this, that it doesn't fit. Like, it feels yeah. like a change on the format. This is Michael Bay's Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's maybe the worst thing that someone's ever said. It's, it's Michael Bay's Fargo. It is, it is Fargo for Florida, Jim Bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like it's it's the most broy <laughs> take on something like that. You know, you got the Coen Brothers, their subtlety, their character nuance, and then you have Michael Bay, just complete grotesque debauchery for two hours. But but like. I mean, he even hires on a lot of Coen Brothers actors. You know, like, like, uh, Peter Stormare is in this. Yeah. Like a cameo. Like, like, this is his Fargo. This was his attempt to Jesus make his, Christ. his version of Fargo. I, uh, I would be mad at myself if I didn't mention at least one more scene before we, we mm. wrap this, this thing up. <laughs> okay. There's a scene in a strip club where Anthony Mackie turns yeah. to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and tells him that he can make him get bigger and asks him if he's drinking milk to which the rock kind of looks at him weird uh-huh. and he's like Are you drinking breast milk right now and the rock's like no and he's like, like why you would want, that be breast milk you, you want some breast milk i got some breast milk i got a woman that gives me breast milk uh-huh. trust me it's clean uh-huh. <laughs> what the fuck you're dude? a big man but you could be bigger you could be bigger yeah um that is a real thing. Yeah. Like, like there are bodybuilders yeah. out there that, like, drink breast milk. actually milk. do, yeah. Um, I, I've heard that, like, it, like, you know, I understand where their mindset is, but, like, it literally is, like, n- like not the best thing for them to drink. Yeah. Because, like, it's it's basically just sugar. <laughs> like, 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 it's not even, like, like, anything that would actually bulk you up. Like, if you want, like, protein, have a protein yeah. shake. Yeah. Um, but that is a thing. Like it wasn't like just some made up thing for the. No, movie. I yeah, understand. That, that scene of dialogue it's is so, so funny. funny, dude. Especially because like, like Anthony Mackie in this entire movie mm-hmm. is at least somewhat smart. Yeah, like, he's he's still really stupid, but I feel like he's much smarter than Mark Wahlberg's character. But he but he's a follower. But he's a follower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's even like a, a dialogue point where like Mark Wahlberg's you know laying out all of the plans, mm-hmm. and every single time. Dwayne the Rock Johnson's like, oh yeah, that's the greatest idea ever. You're the smartest human yeah. in the world. And then it cuts to Anthony Mackie, and Anthony Mackie's like, like, I know he's just, I know he's this winging up. this shit. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. And then like, like yeah, like, <laughs> like the Rock who's like, I don't know how he comes. I don't know how this. he comes up with this. He's stuff. so smart. Jesus um, Christ. There's a speaking of Anthony Mackie, I think I'll call out with this movie too. Is he pulls one of the funniest faces. When they give the courtroom sentence, oh. <laughs> when they when they like sentence them to death, the face that he makes uh-huh. is so funny. Um, Paired with Mark Wahlberg's like stone cold, yeah, yeah, and you know the movie like lets you know too that like he's been a con man from the start, like the yeah. way he was hustling seniors for sure. Um, like the, the guy's been like trying to find a quick way out. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Because, um, like, I mean, realistically speaking, you see Mark Wahlberg in the beginning of this movie finesse him, finesse his way into becoming, like, a top person at this, like, guy's yeah. gym. And, you you know, that's kind of the beginning of what the American dream could be. He could have yeah. worked that into, like, something else. Yeah. yeah but exactly. instead, he wanted to take the quick route out mm-hmm. and move up as fast as possible. Yep. 
Yeah, a complete piece of shit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. No, I uh, I enjoy the hell out of this movie. I uh, I knew that this would be yeah. This would be polarizing. Movie. Yeah, yeah, because it's. I mean, I get it. It's a divisive yeah. movie, but I uh, I think like if I had a goal with this episode was I wanted you to think about Michael Bay differently than just just a bro. No, yeah, I, you know, I, yeah. Like, cause I, I think you know, like, you don't have to like his films, and and, and I get it. Like, if you don't want to like rush out to see the next thing he makes totally fair if you don't like his style you don't like what he does but like i think that like michael bay when we talk about auteur filmmakers when i think about like a wes anderson a pta a david fincher i think da- i think michael bay needs should to be, be placed mentioned in, in the list i think he should be mentioned in there i don't think that like you know he doesn't have the the subtleties and the nuance and the, the you know that the sophisticated character depth but that's also not he doesn't give a shit about I, that i think the problematic uh, like I think the issue is when it comes to at least Michael Bay, is Michael Bay became Transformers guy number one. Yeah, and I think had he have not had the Transformers series, mm-hmm. I don't think his career would be as tainted with that on its side. I, I think people dismiss him because of that. However, I will say that there are elements of the Transformers movies that I also think are very distinctly Michael Bay that I find fascinating. Um, you know, I don't think they're great movies by any means. I think they're bad. Um, yeah. Like, the fifth one in particular is, like, one of the most, like, headache-inducing movies movie, I've ever yeah. seen. Um, well, because, like, that movie has changing aspect ratios that just yeah. pop in and out that, like, drive me nuts. Um, and then, like, the narrative makes no goddamn sense. But, like, Transformers 4, I think, might be the most American thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I don't mean it as a compliment. I know. But, like, I'm fascinated by that movie. I also saw that twice in theaters <laughs> because it is, it's got the most bloated runtime ever. It is constantly pandering to China. It is overloaded with product placement. It, it has characters trying to justify relations with minors. It, it is just the most baffling thing ever. And like just the perfect example of just full American excess that I, I I'm genuinely fascinated by that particular sequel, <laughs> the Transformers franchise. Honestly, I'm I'm blown away that you even saw it twice in theaters because that's not a short movie. Yeah, and you know what? I laughed my ass off. I, like, it's it's not supposed to be funny. I know, but like I, like, I just found it so bewildering of an experience. Um, <laughs> like I I really did. I I thought it was so so excessive. Uh, characters literally selling products to you in your face without even trying to disguise it. it it's wild. I, 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 and, and that is only Michael Bay would do that. Yeah. And uh, credit to him for just being a complete madman. Not giving a um, shit even yeah. remotely. Yeah. You know, David Fincher, your Wes Anderson, Nicholas Winding Ruffin, Michael Bay. They are. Stop. <laughs> I. Guillermo del Toro, Michael you, Bay. You just keep like slipping him in there. You know. Turn, you, <laughs> you know? keep slipping yeah. him in there. Yeah, because he's a very interesting filmmaker. He, listen, as as much as I. I don't like most of what he's done. I will say there are some diamonds in the rough for me that I, you know. Yeah. But like, if you watch his filmography, you'll see consistency with his visuals, consistency yes. with his thematic choices, like like even consistency with his humor, consistency with his bigotry. Like like except for ambulance, it kind of changes things. But like 
you really get to know the guy by watching his films, which means that he's more than a Brett Ratner, you know, like, like you watch a Michael Bay movie and you get to no, know I, the guy. And I, and I don't disagree that I think that he has a very distinctive style. It's just your, the list that you're putting him into yeah. is fucking insane. Because I think that those are some of the greatest living directors yeah. of all time. Yeah. And I think that, that there is no time that Michael Bay's like name should ever appear in that list. I think it absolutely should. Uh, you know? I, I, I'm not going to say that everything he's made is a masterpiece. You know, like, like I mean, he's not Paul Thomas Anderson for me. But I do think that he is an incredibly distinct and very skilled filmmaker that should be seen as one of the the greats i mean like his actual technical craft is amazing like legitimately i i think that that's maybe the polar that's the most polarizing <laughs> thing you've ever said on a pod like on the podcast yeah I've, I've been so giddy to do this episode yeah that's um, that's pure insanity um i you know what have your opinion i wholeheartedly disagree with it <laughs> but hey you know what uh different strokes for different folks and i liked ambulance so you know what if he does another movie like that yeah. I, I would i would maybe start to praise michael bay fair enough I, i'm i'm looking right now because i, I want to just you know I, I named off like a brett ratner but but you know like i want to like pick out like a like a filmmaker where i would just say their name and you'd be like who okay edward zwick no clue blood diamond we literally talked about his movie not that long ago but like i understand that i know who he is yeah but good reason because he's a very talented filmmaker he's incredibly talented like you don't have to like his movies i think you made a great point where, where i think a lot of the the criticism of michael bay is his narrative you know like, like his plots he's, he's very juvenile but yet like i, I think that his actual skill i think his directing very... ability is not that terrible i think the ending of transformers 3 influenced action movies for a decade yeah if, I, know that... t- I know you told me that before and and i and i'm not kidding you know the like the big climactic destruction of the city the way that looks I think was a direct influence on how the Avengers played out, how every superhero climax played out from that point on. Like, and I don't think that's an accident. I think they saw, holy shit, that movie made a ton of money. Holy shit, this is an insane spectacle. Not saying it's a great movie, but what he did and his craft influenced action films for a decade later. Buddy Cop movies came back because of Bad Boys. Like, there are things that he has done and his skill even on a financial level that put him right next to a Spielberg. I'm not kidding. I know. Listen, I listen. I know this isn't a Garfield I'm situation. Not Garfield I know here. you're not pulling a Garfield. Yeah. It's just like, I will respect your opinion on it, but I can't agree with it at all. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that like his list of like his filmography is even close to most of the people's names that you listed off in regards to quality. Do I think that he can direct a good movie? I, I will do. say in regards to quality of storytelling, but not filmmaking. I think filmmaking, they're, 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 they're right up against each other. Okay. 
I think we need to give ratings of pain and gain. We can keep this argument going for a second. Okay. But, for example, uh-huh. I think he is a masterful director. I, I think that he is a fascinating filmmaker. I think he is an auteur that really shows us who he is as a person in his films. And he's the ultimate bro, and I get why people hate him. But I do think that there's something to be said about his skill, his craft, his dedication to it, how hands-on and involved he gets in it. But still, like, I, while I think this is his best film, it's a high eight. So, just okay. for comparison, I'm okay. not dropping a ten out of ten. Okay. But I think he's a phenomenal filmmaker. Okay. You know, like, like, like my criticisms of this movie do come to, the, there are moments of humor that don't quite work. Um, there are things that, like, just, yeah, d- don't always quite, you know, follow through. It It does feel a little long to me i know for you it feels like an eternity for me it like feels like not even that there's necessarily something i feel like needs to be trimmed it just you know it's a lot you know so it's, no, it it's, is a, a lot. it's an exhausting watch but like high eight out of ten i it, depending on the day could be a nine okay um, but if i'm saying that's his best work uh, you know like I, i'm not gonna say like you know like i don't think everything kubrick has done is necessarily a 10 out of 10 for either. sure but yet like he's a, he's a filmmaker that has had a huge influence on the industry on how we view blockbusters on how things are presented how can we not consider him a tentpole director if the films that he has made have had direct influences on how movies get made <laughs> like that that's my opinion no i and i understand i i think i guess i'm just basing it more so on quality uh, of story okay sure because that's what i'm saying like his craft i think is brilliant <laughs> like i don't think technically his directing ability is that bad uh, but i will also say that i'm gonna give this a four by the way i just want to get that out of there i'm giving it a four yeah um there's also something to be said about the way that he edits that i don't like that makes him more grating mm-hmm. like the the way that the movies are chopped up oh yeah it, it kind of sucks sometimes but like here's the deal I, I'm I'm gonna let you have it. I'll let you have this one, but in my head, I'm not gonna put him in my elite ranking. Like I'll, I'll say that he will probably go down in history as one of the most directors of all time, and he deserves it. Even that's fair. One of the most. Yeah. You know, I was I was waiting for you to just say one of the directors of all time. No, I'm gonna give him one of, one of the most. Yeah. He he's big and bold. He's my Boz Lerman. Um, cause Buzz Lerman yeah. typically annoys the hell out of me. I did enjoy Elvis. Um, but like, he's a huge maximalist director too. And I, I typically find his movies kind of grating, which a lot of people find Michael Bay movies grating, but I, I think the dude is just a complete wild card of, of a filmmaker, which is why anytime he has a film that comes out, I'm on board. I know he's got other projects in the works. You better believe I will be there day one, <laughs> checking it out because he's interesting. Yeah, I, I, he, I, I he is a character, and he does some wild shit. <laughs> you know, he'll yeah. do some cool stuff with his uh, with his camera work. Like you know, it seems like every time he has a new movie, he tries to think think of some like technological thing that he can do that advances the medium. If he continues down this pipeline of doing things, I'm not saying one-to-one of like an ambulance, but like in the same field or like Mm -hmm. the way that this was done. Yeah. I think I might have a different 
vision of what yeah. Michael Bay is in the future. I think he's legitimately one of the greatest action directors of all time. Um, that I will actually agree with. And if I'm putting him on that pedestal, I think by extent he has to be incorporated into one of the best directors. If he's one of the best of his genre, one of the best, like, like you don't have to. You yeah, don't have to I agree. know. I know. But like, like I, I like that's how I felt like with Ambulance when I was like saddened to see that it was a flop. I think Michael Bay is legitimately one of the greatest action directors ever. One of the most influential. I didn't know that and, that was a flop. Yeah, no one saw it. You didn't see it. Well, obviously I didn't see it, but I <laughs> yeah. figured like people saw it. I don't know. No, no. Because no one wants to see a mid-budget R-rated movie. Um, you know, even though it's, you know, it's made by like literally one of the biggest filmmakers ever. Um, but, you know, it's not connected to a franchise, which is hard to sell now. Um, that is true. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I'm not like surprised by your four out of 10 for sure. anything i'm actually surprised it's that high <laughs> you know I, I was expecting you to go lower no definitely not lower than that yeah but because i still think it's a competently done movie yeah oh yeah it, of course thing, it is one that, of the greatest directors no, of all time one of the greatest that, living directors the things that i hate about the movie are what you like about the movie so yeah. they're intentionally done it's not yeah. like you know what i mean like it's yeah it, it's meant to be that way but i just fucking hate it because of that yeah, yeah. it's not like the book of henry where mm-hmm. the guy literally didn't know what the fuck he was doing yeah yeah for this sure. one was it had a clear idea yep i think michael bay is a man with a vision and uh i uh i'm always excited to see him follow through on that vision um so yeah yeah this was a this was cathartic having my my michael bay yeah. love fest moment here it but. was it was a trip i was blown away that i liked the michael bay movie so yeah yeah and I, i'm happy that pleasantly surprised you, you liked one of these yeah and, uh, and then yeah i'm happy i was able to have this discussion on uh, my stance on <laughs> yeah it. i'm i'm glad that we gave you a platform yeah yeah exactly i i didn't want to I didn't want to show my cards too soon after recommending these, but yeah. I was—I've been giddy to <laughs> to talk to, about this. to put everything on the table. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, like I said, I knew I'd have plenty to say. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we've just about wrapped everything up. Yeah. Um, you got your your recommendation for, sure. for the next episode. So, uh, we're gonna burn. We're gonna burn this next episode. Okay. So I I want to watch Burn After Reading. Okay. And Burning. Nice. Okay. I uh I know that you had mentioned that movie previously, but I watched Memento uh, Memento yeah. recently, and mm-hmm. it, it came as like a recommended suggestion below it. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid to kind of give away Burning Kicks ass, so I, I'm yeah I'm excited to to watch that again. Um, I need to rewatch Burn After Reading. Yeah, I haven't I, seen it in a long it's time. Been a minute, so that'll be a good rewatch to see it. And speaking of Coen Brothers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The tie-in. The tie-in of all tie-ins. Loves, loves the Coen Brothers. And, uh, you know, we can watch a Coen Brothers film to follow it up. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't want to be spoiled for Burn After Reading or Burning, make sure to watch them before the next episode. And we'll see you all then. Bye. Bye.